our campaign line was David Jones, welcome to the world. And we really strive to create a really inclusive, welcoming uh, and warm atmosphere for all of our Pride visitors. It's amazing. It's very entertaining. We love having a bit of colour on Market Street. It's glorious. I love it so much. One of Australia's yeah. biggest department stores is yes. getting in on the action. Yes. Yes, supporting the World Pride. We're holding a Drag Queen Bible Story Hour. Welcome to This Way Out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine. I'm Greg Gordon. Ghana's top court rejects a challenge to a horrific anti-queer bill, Italy's far-right government erases lesbian co-moms, and a Sydney chain store puts its pride in the window. Those stories and more this week because you've chosen This Way Out. I'm Elena Botkin-Levy. And I'm Brian DeShazer. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending July 22nd, 2023. The Supreme Court of Ghana has rejected an effort to stop Parliament's current consideration of a horrific anti-queer bill. According to the unanimous decision issued on July 19th by the High Court's nine-member bench, We have considered the merits of this case and are of the considered view that a prima facie case has not been made to convince us to injunct the work of Parliament. The measure has been percolating since August 2021. It would punish advocacy for LGBTQ rights with up to 10 years in prison. Public displays of same-gender affection or cross-dressing could lead to a fine or jail time under the law which would also criminalize certain types of medical support for transgender people. Even queer supportive content in the media would be banned. Citizens would be required to report neighbors they suspect of being LGBTQ. Outed queer people would be forced into conversion therapy, the phony method of changing sexual orientation. The West African nation's top religious leaders and most politicians strongly back the enhanced restrictions. Ghana already punishes private adult consensual same-gender sex with up to three years in prison. The lawsuit was just a pit stop on the way to the bill's almost certain passage. Now the way is clear for Ghana's parliament to wrap up debate and vote on the bill, then send it to President Nana Akufo-Addo for his signature. He'll probably sign it despite his reported concerns about its constitutionality. Kenya's parliament has its own draconian anti-queer bill to consider. The Family Protection Act would outlaw identifying as LGBTQ or promoting queer rights. It would ban pride marches, drag shows, rainbow flags, even rainbow-colored clothes could land a person a minimum of 10 years in prison. Private consensual adult same-gender sex is already against the law in the East African nation. Under the proposed legislation, a same-gender sex conviction could mean at least 14 years behind bars. The measure also outlaws gender-affirming health care for trans people. The bill mirrors the Anti-Homosexuality Act neighboring Uganda enacted earlier this year, the Kill the Gays law that punishes aggravated homosexuality with execution. 
in Kenya's version that's defined as same-gender sex acts with a minor or disabled person and transmitting a terminal disease through sexual means. Recent public opinion polls found 83% of Christian and Muslim respondents saying that their faith rejects homosexuality. They believed society should not accept same-gender sex. Kenya's President William Ruto has not commented publicly about the proposed legislation. Earlier this year, he said, our culture and religion does not allow same-gender marriages. Elsewhere in Africa, lawmakers in Tanzania and South Sudan are also considering anti-queer proposals, according to Pink News. In Italy, the names of non-biological lesbian mothers are being disappeared from their children's birth certificates. Recently installed far-right Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney announced in March that state agencies were henceforth forbidden from registering the children of same-gender couples. Now the government is retroactively deleting them. Viola and Michaela Leidi were among the first recipients of letters informing them that Michaela's name would be removed from the birth certificate of Viola's biological daughter. Michaela told the Daily Mail that she cried for 10 days. She said, It was as if I did not exist. Vanessa Fineso and Christina Zambone used Zambone's egg for in vitro fertilization in Spain, and Fineso gave birth. Despite the use of Zambone's egg, she's no longer being listed as the co-parent on their child's birth certificate, according to the letter the couple received. To make matters worse, Zambone has cancer and worries that if she dies, Fineso will lose custody of their daughter if she's not legally identified as the co-parent. That's just two of the 27 families with 33 children in the city of Padua alone that have been notified so far. Mayor Sergio Giordani is defying the federal government he's ordered relevant city agencies to continue to issue birth certificates to families headed by two mothers. Equally defiant, Viola and Michaela Leidi said, On paper, they say our daughter has one mother, but we know she has two. We will do everything possible to prove we are a good family. A diplomatic tiff is straining the otherwise solid relationship between Jamaica and the United States. The Caribbean island nation is refusing to grant a diplomatic immunity to the husband of a newly appointed gay U.S. diplomat. That's normally a routine courtesy. The U.S. has responded by refusing the equally routine extension of the five-year diplomatic visas of three Jamaican diplomats working at their country's U.S. embassy and consulates. They've been ordered to leave the U.S. as soon as their visas expire. The government in Kingston has thus far refused to respond to Washington's concerns. U.S. State Department spokespeople have generally tried to downplay the rift. A senior Jamaican government official told Radio Jamaica that accrediting the same-gender spouse of the U.S. diplomat would require the recognition of a same-gender couple's marriage. Same-gender love is culturally and legally condemned in Jamaica, and marriage equality is perhaps decades away. A State Department statement stressed, One of our top priorities is to ensure that privileges and immunities are granted to spouses of personnel assigned to U.S. embassies and consular posts, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity. If the apparent stalemate continues, 
the country's ambassador to the U.S., Audrey Marks, and its Miami-based Consul General Oliver Mayer, are among Jamaican diplomats who would have to leave the U.S. this year. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit has approved a Roman Catholic school's firing of an educator after school officials discovered that she was married to another woman. Administrators at Indianapolis, Indiana area Roncalli High School refused to renew the contract of Michelle Shelley Fitzgerald in 2018. She had worked at the school for 14 years and had advanced into guidance counseling. She had been married for four years when she was terminated. Her case has been moving up the judicial ladder ever since. The U.S. Supreme Court's Bostock decision in 2020 established non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people in the workplace. However, the high court carved out an exception for faith-based employers. Fitzgerald's attorney argued that her duties didn't involve religious instruction. The opinion of the three-judge panel of the Chicago-based Seventh Circuit insists that she played a crucial role on the administrative council, which was responsible for at least some of Roncalli's daily ministry, education, and operations. Attorneys from the group Americans United for Separation of Church and State were part of Fitzgerald's legal team, and they criticized the Seventh Circuit's conclusions. Their media statement asserted, Shelley Fitzgerald, like most employees at religious organizations, wasn't hired to minister to students or to preach the Catholic religion. She was hired to provide secular guidance to students seeking to get into college. She should not have lost her civil rights simply because the secular work she performed was done at a religious school. It's unclear at this point if Fitzgerald will appeal. Finally... We're holding a Drag Queen Bible Story Hour. That's Reverend Victor Floyd of the San Francisco Bay Area Calvary Presbyterian Church, speaking with local TV station KYMA. The historic church's Drag Queen Bible Story Hour was during a Pride Month Sunday service in June. A drag queen read scripture and a singing drag queen entertained the congregation, which critics noted also included families with children. The church celebrated on its Facebook page, posting, What a gift it was to have Joanne Fabrics, a.k.a. the Rev. at Sam Francisco Treat, Flamey Grant at Flamey Grant, and Christian Inclusivity Advocate, the Rev. Jane Spar, with us this afternoon. We thank God for the great diversity present in the world and hold to the truth that each and every one of us is created in God's image and loved by God. For the gift of drag queens, O oh God, we give you thanks. Calvary Presbyterian was founded in July of 1854, and it's included in the United States National Registry of Historic Places. Congregants generally ignored a small but rowdy group of protesters who appeared at a subsequent Sunday service. Reverend Floyd told KYMA-TV why Calvary Presbyterian chose to host its Drag Queen Bible Story Hour. We're hoping to offer a little balance to all of the hateful rhetoric that's out in the country and especially coming from churches and from politicians who are using churches and using trans people and drag queens as their props. That's News Wrap, global queer news with attitude for the week ending July 22nd, 2023. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappelle, produced by Brian DeShazer, and brought to you by you. Thank you.
help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. For This Way Out, I'm Elena Botkin-Levy. Stay healthy. And I'm Brian DeShazer. Stay safe. We're gonna work for change together. Work for change together. Our listeners support This Way Out in many ways. By subscribing to our e-newsletter. Email us at info at thiswayout.org. And through your financial contributions to our program. More information and a link to give are online at thiswayout.org. Thank you. Large corporations know they might be taking their sales in their hands if they come out to support the LGBTQ community. There's no way a major retailer would have even hinted their approval of a pride celebration in the early days. Companies eventually learned that showing some pride serves the public and the bottom line. But today the pendulum may be swinging in a dangerous direction. In the U.S., threatening boycotts by white Christian nationalists nearly forced Target and Kohl's chain stores to pull their queer displays and Pride season attire. Woolworth's South Africa has also been experiencing a backlash over its Pride promotion. However... David Jones, one of Australia's biggest department store chains, really rocked World Pride earlier this year, as Sydney correspondent Barry Mackay discovered. One of Australia's preeminent department stores, David Jones, has been in business since 1838 and is the world's longest continuously running department store. During World Pride earlier this year, David Jones joined in with the fun and hosted various World Pride events at their Sydney stores. I'm standing outside the David Jones flagship store on the corner of Market and Elizabeth Streets in central Sydney, watching a self-confident, bearded Samoan drag queen in a long, flowing, open-legged, sparkling pink dress, sporting a large feathered fan alongside a young acrobatic performer juggling in the store display window. What do you think of the show here today? Oh, it's nice to see some activation in the David Jones window that's all inclusive. Yeah? Yeah. I've always been uh, a fan of the, the window displays and this is just something new and something exciting. I love that David Jones has jumped on board and they support inclusivity. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good step in the right direction. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. 
Hi, what do you think of the show today? Oh, amazing, thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> what do you think of the show here today? Oh, look, I think it's fantastic. you got to hand it to them, they've got balls. <laughs> what do you think of the show here today? Amazing. I love it so much. What do you think of the show? Oh, it's fabulous. We love having a bit of colour on Market Street. It's glorious. Yeah. It's very um, different for David Jones to do this sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, David Jones should be inclusive, you know. Happy World Pride. Thank you very much. Thank you. I spoke with Ross Sabatini, an executive with the department store over Skype, about David Jones's long association with the Sydney gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. He told me that queer icon Carlotta, one of Sydney's most famous transgender performers back in the 1960s, when she was part of what was then known as a female impersonator review called Lay Girls in Sydney's King's Cross, helped one year with designing display windows during the Mardi Gras celebrations. Was Carlotta a part of David Jones before she became a Lay Girls star? Correct, yeah. So when she was young, back in the 60s, she was uh, one of our window dressers and she attributes her um, her fabulous taste and style to um, to David Jones. That's fantastic, fantastic. Uh, why did David Jones make the decision to take part in the Sydney World Pride celebrations this year? So David Jones decided to be part of it because, um, first of all, we've been celebrating Mardi Gras for a long time. Um, and World Pride uh, being in Sydney and in the southern in the southern hemisphere of the world for the first time is a, a really big reason for us to to celebrate and take part in it. We know that um, around half a million people are going to participate um, in the celebrations, whether they're you know locals, whether they they work in our stores, whether they're our shoppers. Um, or international visitors, we wanted to make uh, a big deal of World Pride this year and really um, celebrate our, um, our allyship with the LGBTQIA plus SB community. Hi, what did you think of the performance today? It was amazing, really, really yeah. good. Yeah, Excellent, yeah. yeah. Where are you from? Ireland. Ireland? Yeah, yeah. Did you hit World Pride? I'm here, hopefully for good. Oh, for good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. Um, yeah. What do you think of David Jones getting in on the action this year? It's brilliant. You know, it's good to see a bit of uh, inclusion from big brands. Yeah. What has been an offer to the public in store here in Sydney to see during Sydney World Pride? Um, so at David Jones, we love putting on a show. And of course, Pride is the, uh, the, the best reason to, um, to put on a show for our visitors. So this year we had um, incredible performances in our Elizabeth Street and Bondi stores. So think um, burlesque performers, um, all sorts of sword swallowing acts, dancers and amazing DJs throughout different levels throughout our stores. We also had some of our staff dress, dress up for the occasion and parade around the store and create some really amazing content. Uh, and of course, our iconic piano player, Michael Hope, uh, was playing some pretty great uh, show tunes on the piano for everyone to really enjoy. You're one of the models here today. What's the reaction been? Um, they're all very excited to see us. Very happy that we're supporting Pride. Can you tell me a little bit about your outfit? It's a rainbow-coloured morph suit with the David Jones print. 
uh, dress and hat. Yeah, yeah I think everyone's really happy to see that David Jones is in support of Pride. Yeah. yeah. So you're the one of the DJs here at um, David Jones. Today. I'm the DJ at DJs. <laughs> What's the reaction been from the uh, public? Well, I think people come here expecting a little bit of uh, glamour and luxury and they get that with a splash of colour today. So I think the disco vibes and the extra performers just give it that extra touch. What sort of performers have you had here today? Uh, we've had some beautiful drag artists and I don't know, how would you describe the dancers that were here before? They were in the classic houndstooth outfit but with a rainbow bodysuit. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it's good to see everybody um, showing support. Absolutely, getting behind it. You know, I think what's fantastic is, you know, it's lots of people here for it, so that's what's most important. Happy World Pride. Happy World Pride. Thank you. I personally saw the, um, the drag queen in the shop window in Elizabeth Street, and uh, she was going down really, really well with, with the public outside. They were really enjoying the show. That's that's great. Yeah, I, I think you know maybe a few people could have been surprised to see um, some of these performers in our windows. It's different to what you'd normally see when you walk past our Dave Jones windows, but the response we've had has been phenomenal, um, and it's so great to see such a joyous response um, and some amazing feedback um, has been delivered to our staff as well. Uh, I think one of the favourite things about our stores during Pride was our musical playlist. Um, so throughout our network of stores across Australia, we created a, a, a Pride playlist that featured all the all the divas, all the Pride classics and anthems, and um, you know we literally had people dancing in the aisles um, throughout um, the Pride season. So that was great to great to see. Hi, you're one of the um, dancers today. What? What sort of reaction have you getting? Ah, oh, positive reaction. Everyone's up for a celebration. Yeah. Generally, if they're not, they just keep walking. <laughs> what, what do you think about David Jones doing this for the first time? It's awesome. I think it's really important that most that big organisations like DJs gets behind basic human nature, which is about being visible and celebrating one another. What feedback have you had from those on the shop floor in Sydney from the public? to the models and the decorations that you had in store? Yeah, again, it's been such an incredible, overwhelming response. Um, I think there's a, a sense of joy, which, you know, obviously that sense overtook Sydney as a whole, um, but really sort of was reflected in our stores. Um, you know, we created incredible rainbow installations. There were lots of mirror balls throughout the stores. We created these giant groups of glitter fruit as well. So really, it was a quite a joyful response from, from our customers and our staff as well. That teamed in with the, uh, the, the incredible musical playlist. Yeah, it was, it was such a great moment to be celebrated in stores. I noticed in your Elizabeth Street store in Sydney, you had like a rainbow path right through many of the uh, shop floors. Yeah, that's right. You know, obviously it's all about the rainbow. So we wanted to um, really amplify that throughout the store and create these really sort of beautiful welcoming paths throughout the store. Our campaign line was David Jones welcomes the world and we really strive to create a really inclusive, welcoming uh, and warm atmosphere for all of our Pride visitors. It's amazing. It's very entertaining, actually. Are you here for World Pride? I am here for World Pride. Where are you from? Uh, from Melbourne. From Melbourne? Yeah. Is this a, 
a good thing as David Jones is doing this, do you think? Yeah, that's cool. Like, even the mannequins are supporting the, the World Pride event. So, yeah. it's really, really cool. It's great. It's great. It's, it's very entertaining. Like, I'm here to watch them. So, yeah. one of Australia's yeah. biggest department stores is yes. like, getting in on the action. Yes. Yeah, supporting the World Pride. It's, yeah. a, it's World cool. Pride. Happy World Pride. Thank you. Lastly, can you tell me about David Jones's policy of inclusivity in its workforce? Absolutely. So at David Jones, we're focused on building a thriving culture. Um, so we really champion diversity in people and ideas and make sure that um, we allow them to reach their full potential by really embracing this sense of diversity. We've also recently signed the Australian Retail Association LGBT plus positioning statement. Uh, with a few other Australian retailers and this is really in commitment to support our LGBTQI team members and their allies. And uh, interesting enough, you know, there's been a report saying that there's um, around 20% of retail workers identify as being part of the LGBTQI plus community. So it is really important that we embrace the community. So David Jones really is an LGBT. QIA plus ally in Australia. Absolutely, absolutely. In everything we do, you know, from the creative side of things, whenever we're creating campaigns and photo shoots, we're always making sure that we're trying to support the communities. And, you know, we've been using trans models for years and all sorts of um, diverse models and talent photographers. So it's not just, you know, our staff, but it's also we want to make sure that we're supporting the community with our brand partners as well. Back to the store window again and I'm filming with my video camera. A tense moment as a heckler walks past, giving a questionable gesture with two fingers on both outstretched arms to our bearded Samoan drag queen, whose name is Fez. <laughs> But Fez handles the situation gracefully, blows a kiss and waves at the passerby in question with a big smile and the situation is easily diffused. 20 seconds later, Fez and her juggling companion break into a fit of good-humoured laughter. If you'd like to see my footage at the David Jones shop front window, just search for David Jones Sydney World Pride 2023 Elizabeth Street on YouTube. I'm Barry Mackay in Sydney, Australia for This Way Out. Hi, I'm Brian DeShazer, CEO of This Way Out Radio and Overnight Productions, Inc. This Way Out has been selected as one of the first-year collections for the Library of Congress National Recording Preservation Board Radio Preservation Task Force's new program, Sound Submissions. This means This Way Out programs will be preserved for future generations. You can help preserve the future of This Way Out. Email us at info at thiswayout.org to subscribe to our newsletter. Thank you for listening and for your support. Thanks for choosing This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. 
News Wrap was reported this week by Elena Bacalini and Brian DeShazer and produced by Brian DeShazer. Our correspondent was Barry Mackay. Judy Small, Billy Joe, Zrazi, The Presets, Bonnie Pointer, Sister Sisters, Shaka Khan, Lizzo, and Donna Summer performed some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson, composer, performed our theme music. This led out thanks to the Jane and Deborah Cluey Charitable Fund and Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. Listener donors make this program possible. Please join them. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email us at info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For associate producer Lucia Trapel and the entire This Way Out crew, I'm Greg Gordon. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And on KNUD, Arcadia, Eureka, Laytonville, Garberville, and Shelter Cove, California. WDRD, Viroqua, Wisconsin. CJLY, Slocum Valley, New Denver, Nelson, and Crawford Bray, British Columbia. And a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned.